Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review, guys. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, guys. And tonight we were reviewing that sci-fi um, Dark City that was released in 1998. Yeah, very interesting, this one. We like it. We think it's really great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, and even the critics like it. In, yeah. in, in 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 general, anyway, you got a couple yeah. of people who when, yeah well, yeah this half, came half this came them, out yeah. probably a year before Matrix. Matrix yeah and it came out of the same studio and I think they used some of the same sets and whatever yeah they did yeah uh, and yeah so they had I, maybe they took a bit of a feeling for this movie and integrated into the Matrix mm, mm, true interesting interesting indeed anyway don't we do my usual no yes okay please. now this is what really impresses me because. When people do multiple roles here in the production thereof. So here we go. Produced by Andrew Mason and Alex Prius. I think it's the right name. That's uh, pronunciation. P-R-O-Y-A-S. Uh, it was directed by Alex. Uh, Alex actually wrote the story as well. And Alex uh, co-wrote the screenplay with Flem Dobbs and David Goyer. Hmm. Now, the part that surprises me is... This was a, um, a sci-fi with a lot of good sets and everything else and, and special effects and whatever. And they did it under a budget, well, on a budget of about $27 million. But it only made about $27 million back at the box office. And I'm just wondering what happened. So, yeah, and, and, the, and the reviewers liked it mainly. In some sort of were half-half. I don't think they really understood the movie. Yeah. Because it's one of those sort yeah. of weird sci-fi yeah, movies during yeah, test yeah. screenings i think some people were um couldn't work out what the story was about yeah I mean, it's a good story don't get me wrong but it's um how would you put it mm. dystopian society mm -hmm. um constantly in darkness mm -hmm. um i wouldn't say disjointed storyline but it's one you have to sort of piece together a bit like a jigsaw puzzle as you're going along mm. uh and it all all the pieces do come together yeah. And uh, it go woo. Yeah, yeah, it's um um the best way I can describe this movie is um I think that the, it, it reminds me a little bit of um Plato's Republic, if okay, you will, yes. where he describes um um uh, you know the special cave prisons of the cave. Yeah, yeah there's some sort of about so the people were stuck in the cave, and that cave was their reality. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they become and the inhabitants on this in this movie become prisoners of it yeah in a similar a similar way as the um, unaware the that yeah. they're being prisoners yeah they just they were just being manipulated but we won't say too much because all will be revealed in the tale of the story mm. true so who stars in this one well i won't go through everybody i just do the main guys uh, yes, now good point. rufus Sewell, S-C-W-E-L-L. -L. I think that's the right pronunciation. Now, I've seen Rufus in a few other movies. I think he was in First Night, mm. uh, some other movies. He's not a bad actor, and, and I think he really suits Night's his role. Tales. No, not yet. Yeah, that's right. No, he, Night's he Tale. He keeps confusing this I with keep that. Getting, I've got too many movies in my collection. Night's Tale. Um, yeah, Rufus is a good actor, and I think he really suits the lead role in this movie. What was that role? Uh, he plays John Murdoch. He is a... A person who wakes up, well, I won't say too much because he's the one the story is centered around. Actually, when they started the writing of this storyline, mm -hmm. the storyline was going to be centered around the detective who was chasing him. 
Oh, cool. But they got to the stage where they thought maybe it may come better if it's actually based on the uh, the guide that the, um, the story gets um, focused yeah, on just, the person he's chasing. Yeah, yeah. just mm. like if the fugitive. Wait, wait, there's more. Mm. And the guy, uh, Don Hurt, he was considered for the lead role instead of uh, Rufus mm. in the early stages. So, oh. interesting, hey. Interesting, that. Yeah. So, who's... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm moving right along. Yeah, William Hurt, he plays in, uh, police inspector Frank Bumstead, who's after a serial killer who... Might be uh, John, Mark, uh, John Murdoch. Keith Sutherland plays Dr. Daniel Schreber. Mm. Interesting role for him. Uh, sleazy, a little bit sinister. Yeah, an yeah. interesting mm. thing is when they were casting Paranoid for this role. <laughs> he I, was a bit strange. Anyway, <laughs> um, when they were casting um the actor for this role they were hoping for someone a little older you know sophisticated yeah. but um i think that they they kind of pulled it off by having um him in the role hey, keith, keith sutherland is a good actor I, yeah i like his dad too yeah know, donald yeah, sutherland yeah, he, you he, may have seen him in a number of movies uh, i've seen lots of movies over the years i never so. even knew that they were related until now yeah anyway irrespective moving right along jennifer connelly plays emma murdoch Don Murdoch's wife. Wife. Uh, Don't mention the next. Part. I won't say the next bit because that 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 will give the story away. Mm. Uh, and Richard O'Brien plays. Uh, I wouldn't say the leader of the aliens, but one of the main aliens, aliens who are pursuing John Murdoch. Yeah. Uh, and Richard O'Brien was actually was sourced by uh, the producer of this movie. After he saw him in um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, oh, cool. he said, "That's the image I like." So he went and approached Richard O'Brien and said, "Will you be in my film, please?" Yeah, he yeah. does have that interesting, sinister look. Yeah, he is. He, he wanted the, the boldness, the sinisterness. Is a word? Is sinisterness a word? I don't mm. know. It is now. Um, but he, he saw the image of uh, Riff Raff in Rocky Horror Picture Show, and he said, "I want Richard O'Brien." So mm. that, interesting that. We some do that to me and drag me into a movie or something. No. Oh, we want Jabba the Hutt. There's a fat guy over there. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. There's some other people here. There's Ian Richardson, uh, Bruce Spence, and some other people in there. But the main ones are those the ones I've yeah, just yeah. You may have seen them in yeah. the um, you know, the poster. That's all four char characters' yeah. names are posted on there. Yeah, they're the main ones. Hmm. But anyway, irrespective, um, I'm gonna go have another coffee bit in a minute. So Sarah might want to take over. Telling the story. Mm, sure thing. Um, so. What? I'm just waiting for your coughing fit. <laughs> no, 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 I'm going to move away from the microphone a minute. So the story begins. It's 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 dark. It's night. That's why it's called Dark City. Uh huh. And it takes place in John Mur Murdoch's um, apartment. <laughs> He's, he's sleeping in the bath and he somehow wakes with amnesia, sadly enough. And yeah, yeah, and he's a little shaken up because there's a dead woman in his apartment and he then gets a call from Dr. Schreiber telling him that there's men coming and he ought to get out of there. Now. Yes. <laughs> mm. Anyway, so he then runs out and these, these um, how many? About four oh, men. Three or four of them, yeah. Um, uh, 
come all out. dressed the same. All dressed the same. All wearing, having bald heads and, and long black and, coats and, and completely and black pale. hats. And hey, the original men in black. Mm, yes. Man, whatever. Yeah. Mm, anyway, yeah. they observed the whole place, checked it over, and they tried to figure out um, what just happened again. Well, they knew what happened. They set it up. Yeah. And John heads down to the lobby, and there he um, uh, meets the um, landlord, I think it is, who oh, manager or something. tells him that he ought to pay for his he's, rent. He's rent to Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. And that he go. has, and yeah. his wallet was left at an automat. An automat. He's some sort of, it's not like a cafe, but it's all service. Yeah. I think it's yeah. an automat. Yeah. yeah. So he has to head off down there to get... Um, his wallet, if he can. And, of course, as I said before, he he knows that his name is Jay Murdoch, but he doesn't know what his... Jay stands, uh, Jay stands for. for. Mm, interesting. And all through, in one scene, we see him saying, okay, Jay something, am I Jason Murdoch, John Murdoch, Casper, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. He, he's trying to remember, but he it's a block. <laughs> well, he had no idea who he was. He had no memory at all, yeah. Meanwhile, the detective I mentioned earlier, um, he's in his office and he's he's working on a case dealing with um, one uh, a slasher killer killing um, prostitutes. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, uh. anyway, um, he's on the case and they found a new victim and they say it's pros it was. Um, from a Mr. Murdoch, and they start to think, hmm, he must be a suspect. But they notice something weird about the suspect, that on his, in the hotel room, he noticed a fish in the bath, indicating that that it the the um glass the um the fish, bowl. fish bowl was broken. And John, in his in his innocent nature, he took the fish and put it in the um bath. So it wouldn't die. And, and yeah. the detective said. Strange, strange behavior for a killer. He yeah. thought, well, he's going to kill somebody there and he saves a goldfish. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. He then mm. meets up with another colleague of his who is acting rather crazy looking at the moment. Yes. He's saying, there's no way out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or and he, and he's, trying, he's trying to say, yeah, he's trying to say, it's all an illusion. Yeah, it's all made up. Yeah. And everyone thinks he's crazy. Yeah, yeah snappy. So, moving on. Uh -huh. um, yeah, anyway, moving on. So, John continues his his um search. He he even found a postcard in his in the ba in a bag. in a suitcase he had. He threw the suitcase away. I don't know why, to be honest. Well, it wasn't his. Oh, yeah, good point. But anyway, uh -huh. he then um um let me see, goes to the automat and while he's getting his wallet there, he then um it was inside one of the um what do they call it? Oh, what, yeah, they've got little compartments on the wall yeah, there. You put food in, you put a coin in or something, right? Yes. So the no... guy behind the counter mm. or behind the wall put his wallet in there. Yeah, yeah, so he tries to get the button working and and then unexpectedly it... um, his mind broke the thing. It bro broke the door open on this little uh, compartment and he got his wallet. Yeah. and mm -hmm. Interesting. Then, yeah, and then he meets up with a prostitute who offers to invite him up to her room and... And he thinks, mm -hmm. mm, I'm going to go test myself. Mm. 
Not in a spiritual sense either. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> he doesn't. He's not sure whether he's a killer or not. Is he? So yeah. yeah. Mm. Meanwhile, um, while this is happening, um, let me see. Um, Emma, his wife, um, she gets a co- contacted by Doctor Schreiber, yeah. and he tells her about how her husband is um, her doc. His uh, his patient. His patient yeah. and. He um, tries to explain that um, her, her husband has been seeing him for the last couple of and he has, weeks. Yeah, and he's having a bit of a breakdown at the moment. Yeah. And uh, nice way to put it. Yeah. The, the, their story, Emma and John's story, is that that she had an affair and he up and left her in his really Anger, angry. Yeah, yeah. And she ne- that's the last time she's seen him, so to yeah. speak. And so that's pretty much what the, their story is. And John is still un- blissfully unaware of what's going on. He's got no idea. He doesn't even know she exists. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And John tries to, um, tr- but he then decides to leave, up and leave. He didn't do anything. He didn't have sex. He didn't kill. He did nothing. Yeah. He yeah. then heads up to a billboard that is above, which has... Shell Beach, which is where the which has the on the postcard, and that it's becomes an ongoing. This thing is for our, this movie. Um, our hero or goal to try to find Shell Beach because that's where he supposedly grew up. Yeah, see, that in a f- he has a few flashbacks of him, you know, of the Shell Beach, but not but just, not just enough fragments. of them. Yeah, no, no memories because his memory is gone. So yeah, he goes up to the yeah. billboard and then. He then pulls out of his pocket, you know, newspaper clipping saying, oh, he, uh, killers stalking, yeah, all, 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 killing, all these stalk- newspapers these- about all these ladies who have been killed by some stalking man- homicidal maniac. Yeah. Mm. <coughs> yes. And so um, then, he, then the strangers appear. That's what they're called. The strangers, these alien all creatures. And they try to um, use their hypnotic gesture to put him to sleep but they see throughout this movie they they kind of put everyone to sleep using their hand gesture in their mind they they have the ability of psychokinesis which means they can manipulate things with their minds yeah they have the ability to shape the world around everyone and control everybody in it and whatever so yeah Yes. Very so, nice. Wish I had that sometimes. Funny. Mm-hmm. So anyway, or at least I would love that too. So anyway, our hero um, fights them off as best he can, and they discover he has the same the same abilities as them. Yeah, and he's not one of them. He's only a, a mere mortal. Yeah. It, we then notice right before. <laughs> before the story begins, that his fingerprints are uh, a weird spiral-like spiral yeah, Where ours aren't actual spirals. We're, no, we're just it's a usually a lot of a, circles. A line pattern, whirls, but not the spiral. Yeah, it's just a, some, a really squiggly circle, yeah, if you will. Yeah, interesting. In this case, so anyway, John escapes, and meanwhile, the rest of the strangers deep down below the the um city began discussing how this man is dangerous and that they that they know that he's he has the, he, their ability they call yeah. it tuning i think it was tuning yeah tuning now, all the stuff all the aliens that they live together underneath the city in a big amphitheater yeah type thing uh and they've created the city because they're looking for the soul well they don't know it's the soul the, the thing that makes us individual our yeah. passion, our drive, the things that makes us unique. They, they, yeah. they, they have a hive mentality, which means that they have a common memory and they have a common um, 
well, a common mind, uh, so they ha- they're not individual. Yeah, you see, yeah. They're, they have these, um, so they're, they're there to try to study them and try to, in order to find the soul, so they could help their, human, their well, race. Well, their, their, their race is dying off, and they think by finding what makes us human might help them save their uh, race of whatever they are. It sounds a little bit when, not of the surf, where the alien comes there, tries to... Um, get blood and tries to help his race, but in exactly. this case, it's a little different than mm. that. Obviously, a bit different. A bit different. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. The Matrix is a bit like that, wasn't it? Mm. They had all these people stuffed there, you know, had all the reality, all sleep, and they gave an alternate reality to live with. And mm. Mm. so, moving on. So, um, they then suggest that they'll go search out John Murdoch and 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 make him one of them. Hopefully. Yeah, and that make him their their prize guinea pig. Yeah, exactly. Put him in a little wheel. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, John arrives at his apartment, and he meets his wife and tell and says that that he's very confused and he can't work he doesn't out. Re- he doesn't remember her at all. Yeah. And, yeah. and she doesn't understand really understand why he's like this and stuff like that. And he explains to her that he can't remember the murders and he and he's definitely not a killer or anything. Of course, not everyone believes him on this front because the detective he offering. yes, mm-hmm. and he um, um, eventually um, caught catch John because he kind of at the time um, gave um, Emma. She came to the police station earlier, and he offers her a lift home, and he was still parked outside, and he probably came up to he, see what's going on. He thought on. that John might have snuck home to see his wife. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they, there was a bit of a brief chase and and eventually John was able to conjure in his in his mind and onto the, um, on a wall, a door. To escape. Yeah. Which I went last too. Mm. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, conjure up a toilet when you're out somewhere. It would be really good, wouldn't it? Or conjure up a parking space. You know, the, yeah. That, I'm sorry, carry on. Yeah, eventually um, he <laughs> drops the um, um, Dr. Schreiber's um, business, card. business card and he went. He goes off to visit him and talk yes. with him about um, John and stuff. And, yes. and let me see. Um, then... This is where it gets more tactical. Um, Doctor Schreiber went goes to the swimming pool and and Doc Mister Hand. That's one. That's oh, yeah, all these aliens use uh, weird names like Mister Hand, Mister yeah. Book, Mister yeah. Face, Mister Glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah weird names. Well, because they, they, yeah, they don't have aliens that have names that they can use in English, so they just use a name that they've yeah. just found. <laughs> Makes you yeah, wonder yeah, if they're weird. You, that if that's a real name or just a code name or well, something. Well, no, I think it's a name that's straight. The, so they had to talk like human beings, communicate with each other. So they just used um, yeah. just one uh, e- easy one syllable words: hand, yeah. book, face. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Anyway, hand tells him about how yeah. um, that John Murdoch is suddenly, all of a sudden, starting to do their build, do their alien abilities, yeah. mm-hmm. and they want to make another set of memories that for you know for a de- evil or deeper purpose yes exactly right so anyway moving on so later that night uh, 
the um, strangers um, are preparing some last minute memory things like you know like um, IDs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, look, once a day or every 12 hour period or 24 hour period or whatever it is yeah. every time it hits midnight there's no day here you see yeah. uh, they close everything down and they re-implant different memories in the people to get yeah. a different response yeah, and, and they may have to make up letters and photographs and other yeah. things and Dr. Schreiber he's the yeah. um, sort of their associate who um, who develops these memories yeah he knows them. how to mix the memories and everything yeah. mm-hmm. aliens don't have the power mm. you think these aliens who are so damn advanced can actually do it but no yeah. they're using the a human being yeah, yeah. so he mixes it up uh, making sure that it's but sometimes I think some of the people, the the inhabitants, are starting to notice their memories don't feel real. Right, yeah, because it's been going on too long, and that's why that police guy yeah. was going a bit weirdo because he he he's one of the people who became aware of it as well. Yeah, because um, one of his associates I mentioned who says that 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 he doesn't remember anything and he says that every time that he goes to sleep or something, he's, he feels like he's dreaming this life and he's going to wake up the next morning uh, yeah. as someone else. And, 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 he, and it's, that's, what, that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so he says, it's all, it's, all, it's all fake. It's not real. Yeah. yeah. There's no case. That woman out there is not my wife. I, didn't, I probably don't, I don't even know who she is. Yeah. Mm. And, and he's not wrong, you see. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, he then... So the detective, um, he then, he has an accordion he got from his mum, but he doesn't remember where or where she gave it to him. Yeah, when she supposedly died sometime earlier on, but when he tries to think of how and when and things in the past, it becomes cloudy and very indistinct. Yeah. And other people are having the same problem. Yeah, yeah. even uh, <clears throat> memories like from, like, if you, like, Shell Beach I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, Every time someone tries to remember where it is, they get this block. I say, yeah, I used to go there a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And how to get there? Ah, like, uh, I can't remember how to get there. A taxi driver didn't know how to get there. Uh, the police guy asked one of the other guys. And he said, "Oh, yeah, it's Shell Beach. Where did And he said, "I don't know how to get there." No one knows how to get to Shell Beach, which is just supposedly outside the city limits somewhere. Yeah, so interesting. Hmm. So moving back along, and so as midnight, folks, yeah. so as midnight approaches, they all arrive in their in the main room and they start tuning in and sending everyone to sleep. Uh, Mike here was giving me an example of how no one has noticed um, that they're all, yeah, this. You know how you sort of have you ever been driving along in your car on a dark night? No lights, no street lights, no nothing. And you zone out for a second or two and then you wake up and say, where am I? A bit like that. I think those are zoning out, no conscious memory of being asleep and no sense of time passing. Even though it might be half yeah. an hour, an hour, two mm-hmm. hours, three hours. They just just wake up, blink, oh. Yeah. And before I'm you and before yeah. you ask me, yeah. they don't they don't control time. There's a moment where we see the clock stop stop um, moving, yeah. the cars stop working. Yeah, yeah all, all the, this, the, the aliens are good about this. They make people's cars slow down and stop in traffic and stuff. And then the people just pass out, hmm. and then when they wake up, they just keep going again. 
Yeah. So no, no one's really yeah. paying attention so to what's happening. So don't mm. take it wrong that they don't have the power to freeze time, as people say. No, they, they just they put everything to sleep. And yeah. They're controlling everybody's mind yeah. and all the material things there. Yeah, and who knows what time <coughs> it is over there. It may not be t midnight. It could be um, three well, in the no morning. Day. There's no day. There's no... There's this, they, they leave them stay awake for so many hours. Then they close down again. Yeah. They, just, they just call it midnight. Mm, yeah. True. Mm. So anyway, moving back along. So yeah. they all start tuning in and they turn off their, everyone's minds for... A couple of and then see buildings minutes. changing and, and suddenly everything new else buildings and start rising and, and changing, shifting, yeah. The working class lob talking to his wife and he wakes up, he's a millionaire, yeah. And that's he's living in the big house instead of a, a dumpy apartment, yeah. And they're just trying to program people to get these different responses out of them, yeah. So, anyway, they then go into the real world where all each of the um, strangers start adding each new individual into their new role, like adding an, a new hotel, and they put their, their the person there, and they use a special sort of drill-type well, syringe. It's like, it's like a hypodermic needle, yeah. but, uh, but it drills in through the bone uh, in the front of your... Uh, Brain. Your forehead. Yeah. And it goes straight to there. Now, I don't have a temporal lobe or wherever it is. or Yeah. But right above your nose there. And they go straight in there. There's never a scar there. No, there isn't. Yeah. Is anyway, yeah, so they put it in and they um, add the new memory thing. And yeah. I guess download the memories, whatever. Upload, yeah, download, sideways load. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. John is watching this and he's confused and baffled because by he Because he's not being controlled by them anymore. Yeah, because he's the only one who's not sleeping. Well, maybe the policeman guy who's a bit crazy might not be sleeping either. No, he. there was a scene where you see him just sleeping while... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Throughout yeah. this. Okay. So, anyway, moving on. So, well, oh, no, not that policeman. I'm, yeah, the, I'm sorry. The crazy one. The crazy one. He's yeah. probably still awake here yeah, and there. Yeah. But we don't... We're not focused on him too No, much, but he, you know, there's only two people in the whole place who probably aren't sleeping because they're not not affected by the aliens. Yes, mm. eventually John watches them. He even watches the um, couple I mentioned, we mentioned where a man has become one minute um, poor as poor and next minute he's now the wealth, probably a wealthy, really wealthy man. wealthy lawyer, millionaire. Or, something, or, or business something. executive. Or and CEO his house or, has yeah. become as big as, well, well just big. Like, like a, we've gone from a one or two room uh, dumpy apartment into... Say several rooms, uh, a mansion almost. Yeah, yeah. Several or eight yeah. rooms, or well, big, or like big. a mansion, a big yeah. staircases and stuff. And he said, by the time you wake up, we're gonna have servants as well. Yeah, uh, that's, what made, yeah. John, that's what. That's <coughs> what. Dr. Scriber uh, said. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Mm. Anyway, he um, so he leaves and he encounters John, and t and John is angry, like he's wondering why is everyone asleep, and he demands answers and all that, and he then in his fury used his powers to push Dr. Schreiber off, you know, into the air. And yeah. Dr. Schreiber says, I can't believe it. You can do it. He, he was, he was skeptical before because he didn't think he really had this power, but he thinks now that he has this power, he could be able to take the city back and be able to stop these strangers from doing this. Mm -hmm. I've got a guitar. I tune every Oh, wrong sort of tuning. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Eventually, um, more strangers start coming. So John sneaks, skitters away, and he then Doctor Schreiber gives the um, stranger guys uh, a false story, saying that John attacked him and all that stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Well, he has to cover himself a little bit. Oh yes, wouldn't it would really look bad for him if he was conspiring against with them with John. 
for you imagine that <laughs> it'll be very bad so anyway moving on um john eventually um takes out the postcard again and he realizes that it's from a guy named kyle yes so he he then gets the telephone book and he finds the address and he goes onto the trains and he tries to um find where kyle's last address is and of course he tries to go there is even um, a chance he can get onto um, a train to go to all the way to Shell Beach. But he tried that, but for some reason that he well, can't there's go. There's a train keeps going past Shell, and it's got Shell Beach written on it, and that's the express train. It doesn't seem to stop yeah, he, yeah, any even, platform. Yeah, see, mm. he asked the um, one of the, um, I guess, the um, one of the, gu- the tenant guys saying, hey, why didn't that train stop? And the guy says, that's, that's the, the express train. And then this is where he meets the crazy cop I mentioned. And he then talks to John, telling him about how the um, strangers keep switching each other's mind, everyone's minds around, back and forth, back and forth, and no one even knows who they are anymore. Like, they don't even know what's going on. I wake up by that every morning. Yeah. And he then explains that, that once in a while, uh, some of the people wake up while they're changing things. It's not supposed to happen, but it does. And, yeah. and, and, but there's still no explanation why John is the only one who can tune while the others don't. Well, he's been programmed by Dr. Schreiber, we find later on. Yeah. Anyway, mm. he then warns yeah. him that he, that, that the strangers are coming Super. for him. Mm. And if, and so this, so is the crazy policeman guy, he, that they probably look chasing after him too, but he decides to take his own life, to, putting the an end. Any way out. Yeah. Ending his life and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, while this is happening, um, Emma goes to the um, prostitute's house that was mentioned. Yeah. And she. Interesting though. Yeah. How did you know where it was? Oh wait, no, wait. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm running ahead of, ahead of the story. Meanwhile, the strangers they um, develop <clears throat> those new memories of John, you know, and then imprint them into Mister. Hand. Which is Richard O'Brien. Yes. Sinister Yeah, Richard. and now he has all these memories in him. And, and they got to use him to track him down. Yeah, they think that everyone that he know, he'll, he goes and everyone who will seek him out will know him and they'll be able to track him down that way. Exactly. <laughs> yes, anyway, moving on. So now they have this sort of thing. They then arrive at the prostitute's house and think that they'll be able to fi- find her, him there, but and find information from her about wherever he went to. Mm-hmm. But, of course, she's, she doesn't know anything, and Mr. Han kills her. In the same way that he, Mr. Murdoch would have been programmed to do so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. anyway, he um, then Emma arrives at the same prostitute's place, and she sees the body, and the dead body has all these spirals all yeah, carved on, carved on her body. Yeah. See the um, victims; they all have these same markings, and you will see this appear in throughout this movie. When you think about it, spiral, spiral, spiral. I think it usually just means um, that you're trapped. In yeah, well, yeah, that's that's what they're talking about. Yeah, spirals all, all over the place. So yeah, yeah, that's what I think too. Mm. There was even a scene where <coughs> the detective, while he was he woke up from his um, sleep, he noticed in the coffee a spiral. In thing. coffee. This yeah. is in the director's cut. Just so you're not confused. Yeah, well, the director's cut was l- very similar to the original cut, but we got the director's cut. Yes. And that's the way 
the director and the guy who wrote it really wanted it. It's yeah, just when they didn't was, want a narration at the beginning. Yeah, Before it was a narration in explaining ahead what of time going what's on, going on. But it wasn't really needed because it was explained. Because they wanted to keep... The movie explained they, it. They wanted to keep yeah. that part of the story a secret yeah. until the audience actually watches the yeah, whole so if you thing. sit down there and watch it, it starts coming together. And you say, ah. And so someone said, uh, are we going to watch a movie and then it's going to be about this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And this is going to happen. And blah, where's the, where's the suspense? Mm, true. Yeah, yeah. So moving back on. So yeah. Emma arrives at the prostitute's yeah. house and she sees her dead and the detective is there who followed her again. Yeah, he's following her. Yeah. Because like, he, he thought that she might lead him to John. Yeah. Aha. Yeah. Anyway, um, so moving back up. Now back to John and his uncles. He arrives there at it's sort of a... Um, of aquarium? Aquarium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he... <laughs> They then have a brief um, look at some old, old, slides. Fa- old slides, and he doesn't remember most Any of the stuff. And there's one, pro- one big, big issue here because John notices one that in one photo he had a scar. Yeah, he would have been twelve f- or thirteen years old or something. He has a scar in his arm yeah, he, from a fire. See, his mum and dad were killed in a fire, and, and John got burnt. Yeah, and when he opened, you he know, rolls, rolls up his sleeve, there's no scar. No scar there. Ah. Hinting that the um, strangers made a bit of a goof it, up. Yeah, yeah the, it's a fake. Yeah, ah. unless um, the memories create the scar. Well, his memory, his memory would help. As well, probably. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't got a memory for the scar, so he can't make it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. he then goes to his room and there's a. He he notices um, an old book that he written when he was, say, he, he seven. He draw pictures and write stories yeah, in. Yeah, and it's blank. Yeah, he's always writing it, but it was, every page is blank. Yeah. But later on, you know, the, the police guy gets it. And it's full of images. Pictures and scripts. Mm. Anyway, um, eventually Carl calls um, Emma, telling her that John is there and he's acting kind of weird and stuff like that. Kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. And Emma's not the only one there. The detective's there. And the detective thinks he's guilty as... Well, I think... I, at, well, at, this, at this stage, I he think... He knows something, anyway. Yeah, I think he knows at this point... Something's not quite right. He still thinks John knows something or part of what's going on he's involved with, but I don't think he thinks he's actually the killer yeah. because there's something in the back of his mind at the moment brewing. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to see him so he can talk to him. Yeah, meanwhile, yeah. This, um, outside of Emma's apartment, the, yeah. Mr. Han overhears the conversation and he follows to um, where Carl lives. Um, and eventually the... Um, strangers downstairs they start turning everyone's minds off and then um john is has to try to this is another chase scene where he tries to run and and avoid the um the um strangers there was even a scene where he's walking up the stairs and they start stretching on beyond like in those dreams you have like the stairs go on and on and on yeah yeah, one of yeah. those dreams. It was really incredible. And he st- soon arrives at the top and he notices all the buildings slowly shifting, changing, and all that stuff. Yeah. And he then starts running from, from you know, rooftop to rooftop. A bit like a James Bond movie, yeah. Eventually, Mr. Han corners him and they start trying to attack. He starts attacking him, but then John gets the upper hand and asks for answers. And eventually, Mr. Han tells him... 
them that they made the fashion the city out of stolen memories. Yeah, out and stuff. of the human beings that they stole from supposedly yeah. planet Earth. We do yeah. not know. Yes, mm. and they yeah. want and they want to experiment and find out what makes them tick and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and eventually John asks them, "Why are you doing this?" And, he's, and Mr. Hand says, we want to be like you. And he says that I know everything you're, you're, feel, you're thinking. I mean, that you ought to think. Yeah. Mr. Hand tells him about how he, he, he knows about the ocean and how he is, wants to run on the beach as a child. And thinking of Emma at the moment he, when, he, uh, when he, they first met and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he knows all that stuff. And John asks him flat out again, what are, what are you? And of course, Mr. Hand says flat out, you've seen what we are. We use your dead as vessels. Yeah. Meaning they've been using dead bodies probably to... Walk as around a, as a club, yeah, As yeah. a bit of a host. Yeah, exactly right. Not bad. Because underneath it all, they're sort of like a squid-like creature. Well, they're, they're actually... They look like squid-like creatures, but they're actually energy creatures. Mm. Yes, but the, and but they got the shape of a squiddy type thing. Yeah. Mm, yes, very mm. creepy guys. Well, yep. Trust me. Mm. Anyway, moving on. So John uh, quickly tries to attempt to run, get you know, ch get away from these guys, and eventually he nearly gets cornered at one point in one scene. But eventually the brain, the brains of the, um, eventually the um, people start waking up again, and that. Just in time, the detective and Emma arrive to save John's, you know, before... Yeah, 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 yeah the detective said, get in the car. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, and John jumps into the car, he embraces Emma, mm. and they drive off. Well, that's why I said, I think, that's the time where I think the, the detective was starting to think there's something going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he then interrogates John in the interrogation room, telling her about, telling about how uh, one of the prostitutes that he met that night was mur was mm. dead and all that stuff. And John says, he denies that he killed her because he says he she was alive when he, he left, left her. And again, he kept saying, "What's all this about?" And he demands, "Um, what's these drawing these drawings about?" In the, in yeah, the he had the book. book. Yeah, that, that, that and book John that he, is confused. And John is confused because because yeah. he doesn't understand like what's going on. And the detective is not the only one. He says, "But he, he thinks he thinks something's something's off. Not quite right." And then John asks him flat out, um, do you know where Shell Beach is? And, and of course, Detective tries to remember. Said, of course I do. And, and then and it's a blank. Know. And yeah. this is where John says, um, um, when was the last time you did something during the day? And the detective. Not, and, and he said, not just an old memory. Yeah. Recently. Yeah, like yesterday, last week. Yeah. And A few hours ago. Yeah, it's. Um, and then and he said, he, he's, he's looking. Like he's thinking, and he can't remember the last time. Ceiling daylight. Yeah, meaning. In, in, yeah, real daylight, not a memory. Yeah. Yeah, not because you worked the night shift or anything like that. Yeah, I did as a security guard. I know about this. Yeah, yeah I can understand that. That's a little bit of an excuse, but that's that, that's not. It's all like a barn owl. Mm. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and exactly. So anyway, um, the detective is baffled, and he can't. An can't even answer his own questions. Yeah, and he's starting, yeah. he's starting to think there's something going on. Yeah, and then John gives him an, a bit of an example of his powers by showing him um, lift the, um, the book, book in the and air. He said, how do you explain this? And this book floats across 
the table or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah he, he makes just, levitate. Mm, yeah. So explain this then. Oops. And okay. the, he doesn't explain it because he's a bit baffled still. Anyway, John then meets up with Emma in the um. What's that room? Uh, in the where interview, you know, one of them, where the where the where the pe- pe- the uh, prisoners get visitors. The visiting yeah, room. Visiting we'll call room. the visiting room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure about this. Stuff. And I never got talking, and then he gets up. He just touches the glass. The glass shatters. Yeah. He then and, asks mm-hmm. her, um, that has she, that this affair that they that she had never existed, and that last night that they when. That the, was that was the first time they met each other, and here in that in the scene, she then opens up to him and tells him that that she kind of when she saw him in their apartment, she didn't. Well, she just didn't recognize yes, him. Or he knew had, him. Yeah, it's, it's, he had an empty feeling about it as well. Even though she knew who he was, she felt like it was the first time she was meeting him. Yeah, something wasn't quite right. Yeah, like every like if yeah. they never knew each other until to that, to that night. That night. Yeah. And mm. she says, "How can that be?" Because she remembers that she you got fell, married fell, four years ago or something. And she, yeah. she remembered that she fell in love with him, and yeah. she remembered how she felt like she lost him. Yeah. And this is where John ex- shows her his power by touching the glass and, and, shatters. and then they kiss, yeah, and yeah, the police yeah. escort him out. Yeah, anyway, moving right along. Is, yeah. is, is, is this is going to be a very Sorry. long interview. So uh, the detective um, then um, decides yeah. then there that the case is still not closed. So he it, decides to take John and tries to find Miss Dr. Schreiber and try to make sense of it all. Yeah. Meanwhile, the strangers arrive at the police station and plan on taking John, you know. But eventually... Too late. Yeah. Mm. They, tr- they tried to um, get... Um, um, police off constable, whatever his name is, to escort them to John's cell. And John's not there. Yeah. Mr. Detective Bumstead has already taken him. And, Mr. Parts and Mr. Hand <coughs> chops, kind of cuts the commissioner's ha- um, well, throat. Not commissioner, the sergeant's head. Sorry. He wasn't a commissioner. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. So, anyway, John on. arrives at the Mr. At the, the pool, and where, where he is. Yeah. And, and Mr. Sh- um, Doctor Schreiber then explains that the strangers have a, um, a phobia to water. So we like that's that's, that's why, why he's always swimming. there all the time. Yeah, that's, that's his private place. Yeah. Yeah. So but anyway, irrespective, moving irres- right along. Yeah. So moving right <laughs> along, he then shows him the um and in the um same syringe, a different syringe, and tells her him that there's no time that he must get this in. You know, in your mind, in, in, yeah. before, before it's too late. Yeah, so you lose other memories. Yeah, implants. Uh, eventually, detective arrives and says that you're acting mentally disturbed, all that stuff. Yeah. And John asks Mr. Schreiber, "What is exactly in this syringe?" And Doc and Schreiber says, "All the answers that you need." Yeah. And eventually, John pockets. He puts the his pocket for. He didn't want to throw away just in case he needed it later on. Yeah, mm. and eventually um, they decide to get going. And, and then he said, let's go find Shore Beach. Yeah, because the detective wants to know what's going on. Yeah. And he wants to know where to find Shell Beach. Yeah, because he thinks that this has got something to do with what's going on. Yeah, so they then get into the car. They, they head yeah. to 
to the to the to, last bridge and the well, bridge. What, no, it was just in the outskirts, and yeah. and there's supposed, there's supposed to be a bridge here. Yeah, there's no bridge. Yeah, eventually. So that, that part of his memory is, ooh, okay. Yeah, they eventually charter a, a boat. They didn't charter, they found a rowboat. They found a rowboat, so. and Mr. Sh- Dr. Schreiber then talks about what's going on. He talks about how the strangers abducted the human, the inhabitants, and, and put the them and, and put them yeah. on this this um table. Like the Argo City, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in old Superman stories, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're forced to. Um, to stay there without even realising it. And, and they think everything's normal. And Dr. Schreiber then explains his past, um, why he fits in, where he fits into he this. Know how to, he, know, he knows how to mix the memories. Yeah. And mm. the strangers, they kind of, um, they kind of uh, uh, told him to erase his, me- his, his own memories. His own memories. Only the um, irrelevant scientific part to his mind yeah, remained good. intact. Yeah, yeah. So, so the rest of the stuff remained, you know, scientific stuff, but the rest was yeah, like memories he, of where they came yeah. from, and where yeah. whether or not he had family, friends, or anything like that Bob, had been cat. gone. Yeah. So that's about mm. yeah. Whatever. And then John asks him, "Why, um, why, what, what about my past? What about my uncle? Why can't I remember anything? Lots of stuff." And John ex- and the Doctor Tribute explains, "You were never a boy in this place." And that all these memory, those things that you've like the drawings you've seen, were made by your gift, something like that. Yeah, yeah, you created them in your yeah. head. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So, meanwhile, Emma is returned to her apartment, which I think was a silly mistake because the strangers know everything where yeah, you are. Mr. Hand, he's yeah. very handy. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> he eventually arrives there with his colleagues, and they plan to imprint her with a new memory. A new name and all that stuff, and but before they could do that, they hand has a, has a trick up his sleeve. Oh. <laughs> get it? Uh, <laughs> he has, yeah, yeah. Hand you know, his sleeve. Up his sleeve as I well. get yeah, it, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he yeah. has one last thing to do with her, to do with her before she gets imprinted with a new identity. So back to John and our detective and. Dr. They finally get. They soon arrive at their final destination outside a door. And Doctor Schreiber, you don't want to go in there. Yeah. And they open the door, and there's and a big sign saying "Shell Beach", Beach. stuck and, to a wall. And Doctor Schreiber explains that there is no ocean. There is nothing beyond the, the city. There's nothing beyond that wall, even. Yeah, mm. and then John. And the detective start, start peeling at the um, poster and start banging on the wall. Yeah, they, they the found brick. some sledgehammers or something yeah. there or a piece of wood and start trying to break the wall yeah. down. And then John, using his mind, pushes the brick, the last bits of brick into yeah, outside. Out. And you see outer space. You see yeah. stars and, yeah. and a, bl- a dark void. And, yeah. yeah. And you see a and bit of a force field. And then the Bumstead, the detective, realises that John Murdoch was not crackers. It was not crackers, and he's been telling the truth. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the strangers arrive, and they say, and Mr. Hand says, so now you know the truth. And then there's a bit of a fight. Yeah, and the detective takes the gun and starts shooting at the strangers. Well, they're already dead. That's not going to help, is it? Yeah. Eventually, uh-huh. one of the strangers struggles with him, and they fall they, out into the... the in, through the to, hole. Up yeah. to the hole, into, yeah. into so space. Just outside the hole... Is a force field. A force field about two or three meters away from the wall. Mm. So you've got atmosphere 
next to the wall, but as soon as you go through that force field... No oxygen. It's no oxygen. It's just like going into space like we would normally. So yeah. as soon as he hits that, he dies. Yeah, yeah so both the st- that stranger mm. and the detective both die. And John was about to um, retaliate but, and take revenge, but... But Mr. Hand says, if you so much as move, um, Emma's going to die. And he says, why should I care? She's not my wife. But he says, you do care. And that's the thing which makes us human. Yeah, and and that he remarks that that I'm going to be the monster that you were going to meant to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And he says, should I end her life now as you would have? And John... Feeling he's, a little bit, no. He didn't want, he, he, he's falling, he's, he's getting feelings for her, even yeah. though he didn't really know her that well. Yeah. yeah. He then drops his weapon and, and says, do not hurt her, please. And the guy said, okay, I'll be good as long as you give go, up give up and go to sleep. And he does, eventually. And he says, okay, sleep, and he falls down the ground unconscious. Yeah, and eventually ah. the uh, strangers take him the, him to their the lair, lair. downstairs. And mm-hmm. they plan, they then... Do a thorough examine. Well, not thorough exam. They just notice his he- fingerprints having that spiral I mentioned. Yes, it's an ordinary and they, fingerprints. They then remark that he's evolved yeah, to a next level, which mm. is hint, hint. somewhere in between human and alien. Yes, I mean, yeah. who knows? Maybe it was the atmosphere that may have changed. Well, it. maybe the programming by Doctor Shriva. Mm. Anyway, now that they've they established this, some of the members want to kill him and. To, and all that stuff in there. But the leader, problems. Mr. Bugalug, Mr. Sock book, book. Mr. Book, whatever, Sock Book, then whatever, tells magazine. Him, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then tells them that while John is powerful and dangerous, for that matter, he would probably provide them what they need. Yeah, he, he's, he's what they've been looking for. Yeah. And they said, say, now that they, they have John... They don't need the other test subjects, so they're going to turn. Yeah, so they're going to turn everyone's minds off, and they probably and the buildings and everything else, and yeah, yeah. so saying shutting it down forever and all this stuff. And Doctor Schreiber, who's still there, um, he's told to imprint John with their collection collective, of memories. Yeah, collective memories. Yeah. However. However, he then takes out John's one that was still in his which, um, which pocket. Which is the one he wanted to put in there. Yeah. He then tells John that he's going to just put these memories into his mind and and be able to help him. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. It went, goes in and John's... Super like, John! Yeah. Oh, and John gets a few flashbacks. He then sees that Dr. Schreiber has... Um, put himself in there. Put himself in to, there to, to explain, things to, to explain things to him. To exp- and like if he was say if this really had took place, he would have say twenty or f- or at least f- fifteen years of knowledge from those um, those mo- uh, those moments. Yeah, yeah. He, a quick upload. Yeah, mm. so it was like an upload, like a yeah. computer uploading memories. Yeah, or, or and also explained how to tune better and made him stronger yeah anyway eventually um the strangers know some something going down or wrong and they then mr brook notices that the the syringe that was meant to they were going to meant to put into his into john was in in mr um dr shreba's hand and he then breaks his tries to break his hand and knocks the syringe right out of his hand the hand shame, shame, breaking shame. it. 
eventually John finally springs into action using his powers. And he, he just melts off all his restraints. Yeah. You know, he, he's chained onto something and all those things just fell away. And they start a, a mind fight. Yeah. He starts a bit f- like reminiscent of uh, Luke Skywalker and the Emperor, mm. wasn't it? Sort of. So moving back on. So well, I'll say which one's which. So uh, moving on. Okay. Um, so our heroes, um, our hero then um, fights each of the strangers, pushing them as far as he can of with his mind. mind. And mm. he then frees Doctor Schreiber from his restraints. Yep. He has some sort of cage thing wrapped around him, so he can't move too fast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, and then. He starts fighting a mental battle with with Mister yeah, with the psychokinesis or something. Yeah, yeah. they start fighting until then the whole place down below starts yeah, yeah. exploding and everything. And anyway, irrespective, eventually he fights Mister Book and kills Mister Book. Yeah, and eventually, um, all the other strangers were either killed or in yeah, hiding. Yeah, a lot of them got killed, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving along. Then John asks um, Dr. Schreiber, where is Emma? And Dr. Schreiber says, sadly, that Emma's no longer Emma. She's been implanted with a new personality and new memories. Yeah, and John is a little distressed about this. And he says, why don't you give her back her memory? And Dr. Schreiber says he can't because the machine which holds all the memories has been destroyed. Yeah. And now... Well, no more manipulation. Yeah, and John, and then Doctor Schreiber asks, "What are you going to do now, John?" And John says, "I'm going to fix things. Now that I have this this power, I'm going to make this these machines do what I want." Yeah, now, that's quite interesting. That because all the people there were living mm-hmm. a life controlled by the aliens. Now they're going to live a life being controlled by John. Or something like that. Ah, okay. So anyway, moving no. along, along um, he then gets the um, um, the clock that how that st- makes people's minds close down, close down uh, operating again. Yeah, and it starts moving, and I imagine he's going to continue letting it continue ticking. It's what ticking yeah. away. And then anyway. And Eventually, then get, John heads off and goes upstairs. He starts reconstructing everything. He's walking down the street. And buildings are re, uh, rebuilding themselves. And, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Emma, now Anna, I should mention, that now that she's imprinted and now changed to a new identity. She's got a new job. She's now a theatre. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Earlier she was a singer in a nightclub. Now yeah. she's a ticket seller at a theatre. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so she um, wakes from her sleep and she's heads is going to take a bus down to, to Shell Beach. Surprisingly, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and one of the things um, John does here is that he creates an ocean outside the city yeah, limits. He, he wants Shell Beach, so he extends the uh, force field around the city mm. to encompass uh, a spit of land and the beach and whatever going out to Shell Beach and everything else. Yeah. And pulls all this water... Mm-hmm. Around the city, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he makes the sun come up. Yeah, I mean, and I read about it. He didn't make it come; he turned the city around mm. to face the sun. Mm, I see. So the sun was already there, well, a sun, mm-hmm. and he's actually turned it around so they actually got it. So they're actually going to have daylight. Yeah, so that'll kill off all the aliens. Exactly. Mm. I, 
John soon um, heads down to the same spot here where he was last with the detective and Schreiber when they were going to head out to Shelby, but actually met up with a poster. Yeah. And he then sees Mr. Hand there. Uh, saying that he's dying and the imprint is not agreeable yeah. with his their, his, with his kind, kind of creature. So, and yeah. he just wanted to know how it feels and all that stuff. And he said, you're looking in the wrong place. Yeah, he says he, that, you know, you knew how I was supposed to feel. That person was never me, never was. And he says, you want to know what makes us human? You're not going to find it in here, in the head. Yeah, no, I, have, I, I think it's alluding to the spiritual side of, thing, uh, of yeah. things, yeah. So he says, you're looking at the wrong, pl- wrong place. He yeah. then finally opens the door and then light is let in and we see a beautiful um, sp- ocean. ocean, a blue sky. It's just so pretty. Blue sky is looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> and John sees um, um, Emma that's in a, what's, what's a- the? Oh, Anna now. Anna now. Um, <laughs> on a, what's, um, a jetty. A jetty. And looking at the uh, ocean. ocean. And she's saying, he says, so bright. It's so beautiful. In a beautiful something, yeah. So, well, hasn't seen light for a long time, have they? Yeah. yeah. And John asks her, does she know where Shell Beach is? And she points it out. And of course, I think John would probably dub that definitely that is Shell and Beach. And they're both heading in the same general direction. So mm. they kind of um, introduce each other to each other. And John says, I'm John, I'm John, John Murdoch. And they sort of um, restart their lives again. If yeah. It's the end. Yeah, oh, and that lovely. Now, I'm not going to talk too much because we're, uh, about this movie because we're already cracking almost an hour now. Okay? Yeah, it's an awesome movie. Now, well, I'm going to gloss over a few things quickly. Mm. Generally, the reviews were quite f- f- were average to good. That's good. Okay. There was very, when the ne- even the negative ones weren't that negative. Oh, that's a relief. They were negative, but so I didn't like that, but there's some other good redeeming qualities in it. Thank goodness. My thing is, why didn't it do box office that well? And I'm just wondering whether other th- something else came out about the same time, or the storyline was a little bit too complicated for some people. Mm. Don't know. I liked it. Mm. I understood it. Sarah saw this years ago when she was a kid, yeah. and she liked it and she understood it. So it can't it couldn't have been yeah, that complicated. I kind of enjoyed yeah. the surprises, the surprise yeah. twists, which is kind of cool. If you expect to sit down there and be given everything served up to you on a platter, no, it's a thinking person's movie. You got to sit there. And watch it, and put, mm. and and some of the jigsaw puzzle pieces start slotting in the place. Mm. It's, yeah, it's like a detective story, I mm. suppose. And it was basically because it was it was written to be about the police inspector chasing a serial killer. Mm. So it had elements of say the Maltese Falcon and those other old uh, film noir movies. Well, it was um yeah um. No- the um, era in this yeah. movie yeah, is yeah, 1950s, that, 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 that like, 1960s. Yeah. And, and, well, about the 50s. Mm. Uh, about the, like when the film noir era was, and I think they had that coming into it. Mm. And, yeah, lots of good groovy things happening here. Yeah, um, I, I like the fact, <clears throat> in one of the scenes, um, it, the motel scene that that John Murdoch was inhabiting at the beginning of this movie. Well, that's the prostitute's um, place, probably. Yeah, no, not that one. Okay, no, sorry. Um, it was... Um, no, that was. Oh that no, was I was upset when he So it was his um, motel room was six one four. In the Bible, John chapter six, six, version fourteen, talks about 
the coming of the Savior, which indicates oh, wow. maybe John so is being a Savior in this movie. A little bit like the guy in Matrix, uh, Neo. Hmm. He was the he was their Savior to save the people and everything. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, both wow. these movies, like Matrix mm. and The Dark City, they deal with um, a Savior coming to help make this correct things. Correct things. Mm. Wow, I never thought about that. Very good. That was a good pickup. Hmm. Anyway, um, I didn't think yeah. about that. Maybe the 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 number on the door had any significance, but <laughs> well, now we do. Now we know. Anyway, going on. Um, I, I can't can't say too much. I don't want to drag. I could talk for hours on this movie. Um, like I said before, that uh, Richard O'Brien was approached to do the role of Mister Hand um, because of his uh, portrayal of Riff Raff in Rocky Horror Show. Hmm. Um, Keith Sutherland character. Uh, was going to be played by um, Don Hurt, mm. uh, who actually became the uh, detective. So, yeah, I'm, casting is really good. I think they got the casting pretty all right. Yeah. Keith mm. Sutherland, whether you like or not, is a good actor. Yeah, another yeah, thing in, about this yeah. production yeah. is that Alex, the yeah. filmmaker and the screenwriter mm. who wrote this, yeah. doesn't think of the strangers or as, the strangers as evil. He no, thinks, they're, they're just trying to save the race. Yeah, he yeah, thinks yeah. of them more of a tragic villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what he feels are the best kind of bad guy. Yeah, they, they, they do what they they feel they must in in order to survive, exactly and then right. they must use human and, beings and the way they find a way to continue their own species, all yeah. that stuff. Anyway, moving right along, I'm not going to go for all the reviews because, like I said before, the uh, reviews were generally favourable, but. Uh, they're just a few little negative bit was thrown in there. Yeah. Now, um, uh, there was a few influences mm. I mentioned before. Um, uh, Proyas uh, referenced the film noir of the 40s and 50s, mm. such as the Maltese Falcon, I mentioned before. Uh, that, that helped with the film feeling, that sort of period. Um, and he also feeling. mentioned the Twilight Zone. Feeling. Yeah, the Twilight Zone because it's like an alternate reality, like mm -hmm. Twilight Zone did that in a few of their shows as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, had all that sort of stuff going in. Hmm. And it, like I said before, it was going to be uh, based around the, the detective. They changed it to the guy I think who's it's chasing. A, I think it's a little I bit think better. better. Yeah. Yeah, because um, mm. um, as I said before, when Fire Twister, it would have been that movie would have improved if that not only assassins attack, you know, chasing after the good guys, yeah. but um, the the um, the good policemen would be chasing yeah. them too, because and make it a little bit of a, yeah. you know, who to trust, who to turn to, yep. yada yada yada, you know, yeah. it make you wonder, should I go out, go to yep. the police, or should I? Should I, exactly. um, or shall I reach out to someone I don't know? Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> the design of the sets and everything, everything was built. Mm. They, they didn't do any location shoots, of course, it wouldn't have worked. So everything had to be constructed. Constructed. And it was one of the tallest sets they ever had. Yeah, this was made yeah. in Australia oh, yeah, studio. Yeah, down Fox Studios in Sydney. Mm. Uh, and they said the um, pilot was actually built on an amusement park site, and I think that's where Fox Studios was. That was the old showground. Uh, that was like uh, for American people. I don't know. Uh, we in Australia we had the thing that used to show. We had you know, rides and show bags, pavilions and whatever, and they took that over some years back. 
and that could have been that where they made the uh, big sets up down there. Okay. Uh, one of the earlier movies um, that they did quite well with it. I've, I, I, I felt the realism of the sets was more scary than the movie. Mm, I agree. It was very creepy. It was creepy. Because uh, it felt so real. And some of it, you know, when I'm downstairs in the clock area where the aliens were, they're on a budget, so a lot of that was stretched canvas with images on it cool. to make it look real, but they had to keep the uh, budget constraints down. Everything they did in this movie came together so well. Everything from the acting right down to special effects, props, everything. Mm. I think they made a damn fine movie out of this. I just can't understand why it didn't um, box office well. Yeah, I just, well, I did mention mm. that um, audiences probably thought it was confusing. Well, it might have been a little bit confusing for some people, but that's the whole point. Do, if you're going to watch a sci-fi nowadays, everything's handed up to you. It's like, come on, follow me, I'm going to drag you through the movie. Now, if you watch a ho- an old suspense thriller movie, mm-hmm. sometimes you've got, or even nowadays, you've got to sit down there and watch it. And I think this is more of a suspense thriller mm. with sci-fi as the main theme of it mm. uh, because obviously it's set with aliens and whatever. I still it's a suspense thriller and not a straight sci-fi. Mm. And if you're looking at people like sci-fi, mm. they may not like suspense thrillers as much. And I think that cross-genre affected this box office, maybe. I did like the I fact like that, you know, yeah. um, Jennifer um, Connor, yeah, she played yeah. um, um, a, a singer at a nightclub. Which yeah, and, cool. and actually, she, she didn't sing, somebody else did. Yeah. Um, and I, one of the songs I like was the... Um, Sway um, song. Yes, yeah, Sway. Um, actually, um, they did two songs well known, Sway and The Night Over a Thousand Eyes, and they're actually performed by Anita Kelsey, K E L S E Y, and uh, Jennifer Ma- uh, Ad- well, mouthed it, yeah, that word, mimed it quite nicely. Dumb, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I'm not going to go too much more because it is getting long in the tooth now, or well over an hour. But all I can say is the uh, acting's good. The storyline's good as a suspense thriller. Hmm. Okay, hold that thought. Um, and I do like the uh, yeah. fact that it leaves the audience wondering what's all, what's yeah, going well, yeah, on. What's going to happen now? Is John going to be uh, a benevolent, Dictator? godlike creature who's going to take care of the people? What is he? Uh, who knows? I don't think yeah. he's going to be there. He's going to be a nice guy, but yeah, it's, it's it's open for a sequel if you want to. But and where will the sequel go? Yeah, and yeah. I do question whether or not. Will John be able to recreate the whole entire world after? I mean, we're still. I mean, they're still on a, well, a see, sort of tabletop but, type but island you, thing. But you got to look at something here. Where's he getting his memories from? Hmm. He hasn't got any memories. Now he does. He, well, he gave some doc, Doctor Schreiber gave him some memories, mm-hmm. and it's only what Doctor Schreiber has concocted hmm. to give him. So it's another false reality. Hmm. Another cave. Mm, true. Ah, so who knows? Anyway, irrespective. But, um, but at least those memories became <laughs> but they're nice useful memories. Yeah, nice memories. and helped yeah. him defeat the strangers. Yeah, they did. But anyway, irrespective. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not going to talk much now because, I mean, it's a good movie. It is available. And maybe, <coughs> just maybe, <coughs> I like to think that one day um, the so people will get smart and realise that maybe they can be able to find the, the old world eventually one well, day. Won't be able, no one knows where it is. There's not, not no imprints anywhere. They don't know where it is yeah, and true. how they get there. I know, but ah. you, they, I mean, if John and, say, a few people knows that their memories don't feel like 
memories. But, yeah, but, they, but the real memories have been taken away. They won't mm-hmm. sort of like, uh, if I cut your head off and put somebody else's head on, you yeah. wouldn't have your memories anymore, would they? I suppose no. you are. Now, what I was going to say is... I'm going I like to, to think one day <laughs> that they'll realise the truth, maybe. Well, I, I don't think it's worthwhile. If you gave, gave the people the truth, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be happy. No, that's ah, true. Like the Matrix. Hmm. So they, as long as I was asleep and they made it real, they wouldn't care. Okay. Anyway, now what I'm going to say is, on Amazon, you can buy or rent it. Now, not too many available to buy, but eBay, there's lots of them. So I recommend anybody who likes a really, really good movie, suspense thriller sci-fi, and I'll put it in that order, not sci-fi, suspense thriller. I'd say suspense thriller spy-fi, sci-fi. This is a good movie. I think it's underrated. I think it's gone under the radar, Dad. Um, yeah, t- I mean... Yeah. Mike here, he was the one who rented it from a video store when we were living in New South Wales. And there we we watched it for the first time. And then, well, it still sticks in my mind. That that was probably not long after um, it came out because it came out in 1998 and we saw it about then. Yeah, I really Uh, liked it. Yeah. I like the, the, the anyway, I was going through a sci-fi phase at that time. And now she's going through all my movies. Anyway, irrespective. I keep saying irrespective, folks, don't I? Of course. Um, I just... Let, let's move right along. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to grade it now. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. For, primarily because I like a good suspense thriller. I like the sets. I like the way it came together. The continuity works. I think the whole lot works this movie. Okay, I'm going to rate it 10 out of 10 too for this yeah. one too. Cool. So there you go, a, folks. So it's worth a watch, guys. And it's, it's a good watch. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, it, it's called Dark City, fine, but it's a, it's a dark suspense thriller, really, in, in the way it comes over. It is, there's no, there might be some, a couple of tongue-in-cheek lines thrown in there, but overall... It's a dark feeling, broody film, yeah. and it's really good. Yeah, I yeah. gotta admit, I do like the symbolism in this oh, movie. Yeah, I like the fact that that our hero tries to find this place, Shell Beach, yeah. as his um primary goal in this. The primary uh, goal, yeah, and because he, he he knows of it, but he can't remember it. Yeah, it's part of his past, but he, he's not got no memories. So, mm. if someone said, "Hey, you came from Sydney, mm. wouldn't you want to go down and have a look at Sydney?" Mm. Well, of course you would. Well, I, li- I was born here somewhere, yeah. Mm. Uh, and that's where he's looking for his roots. Mm, anyway. I do wonder, um, the world they came from before they came to, th- to that Dark City thing, I wonder if it was either a modern world, like, uh, or they said they, they fashioned it up in Out of s- collected memories out of people's heads. memories. You can go back and I can take a memory out of someone's head now mm. of ancient Roman times. Yeah. Um and they could do it Roman style if you wanted to, True. but and they but they didn't want to go that far back. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, yeah. um, so I, I would say honestly, it was would have been in between the fifties and when they abducted the people. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, and that's why that's why it had a fifties feel to it. Exactly, probably. Aha. Uh-huh. Unless they got then these stolen memories from older people. Well, well, not necessarily, but it, it, it's a they took it from collective memories from everybody, mm-hmm. so. They would, yeah, and they and and the architecture, they it was cosmopolitan. It was a bit of a bit of London architecture, a bit of New York architecture, a bit of something else. Yeah, it was a, a hotspots because of the collective memories. Mm, true. 
So anyway, I want to wrap. I want to wrap it up now because I'm having trouble talking. So, uh, do you want to say anything else before we finish off? Yeah, this is about it from me too. Okay. Uh, so, I definitely advise you guys definitely check it out. It's a good watch, guys. It's definitely a good watch. I know that we study this a lot. I no, know. We, we don't normally review a movie that we're not going to recommend you watch mm. because, uh, firstly, why bother? And secondly, Sarah wouldn't sit through it. Now, uh, did I say that? That's a lie. Uh, but anyway, uh, like I said, you're going to buy a copy. eBay's got lots of them. Amazon, Amazon, they've got a couple of uh, thingies. So anywhere else, yeah, go and buy a copy. Uh, yeah, enjoy. I, I'd guess you go for Blu-ray, get the best copy because they make the most of special um, special effects and the uh, the props and the backgrounds and everything. It's really good. It's got a good atmos. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, guys, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I hope you guys may join us for the next one. I hope so. So, this is Sarah Stevenson. And Michael. Saying we'll see you guys for the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.